0: And who is ready to be petty welcome back to the pod today we have a very special guest when she reached out to me i literally shit my pants and you probably already know who it is because of the title of this pod and maybe you read the show notes but claire parker from the celebrity memoir book club podcast is here she's a new york city comic and her and her bestie I don't know why I put that on them. I don't know if they're besties, but like good friend. (laughs) Uh, Ashley, read and dissect the celeb memoirs that you don't want to read, but you want all the juice from. And the whole time we recorded, I wanted to say memoir or however Kris Jenner used to say it in Keeping Up. But I'm really grateful that I didn't. We discuss the Gwen Stefani and um Blake Sheldon I literally forgot his name for one second uh, wedding I really think Gwen Stefani is in her flop era so we discuss that we talk about Britney Spears's like recent changes uh to her legal team and her management that happened this week and we also discuss Nick Cannon's baby names he has seven kids as of like last week so we discuss which ones uh, are good and which ones are bad and obviously this is an r2bb podcast so there's a few tangents in there i want to give the warning now we're explicit around here but this one is maybe extra explicit i don't know so i just want to put that out there so you know what you're getting yourself into Okay without further ado let's get to the show. I'm here with a very special guest today Claire Parker from the Celebrity Memoir Book Club podcast is here. Claire how are you? I'm good how are you? I'm doing well thanks so much for joining me I was like so stoked when you reached out.
1: Oh thank you yeah I'm excited I'd love to talk about the show with like anyone I can get my hands on. I'm excited (laughs) to be here. (laughs) What made you start a book club podcast? I mean, it was definitely like a combination of like external forces and just marketing. Um, My co-host, Ashley Hamilton, is both comics in New York City. We met doing stand-up and four years ago, we started a Britney Spears podcast Mm. called Hold On One Second, we're talking about Britney Spears and it really was like we loved Britney just because we were born in the 90s and everybody back then loved Britney we noticed there was no other Britney podcast we were like this is a hole in the market we have to fill it we started talking about her like the more we studied her the more we fell in love with her and we we're like obsessed with her and then when the free Britney movement started we stopped because we did feel like we didn't like talking about Britney if she was like a prisoner obviously back then we had no idea what the extent of it was but we were like either way I don't want to speculate on somebody who could or could not be, like, held a prisoner in her own life. We're comics, so we're definitely, like, a little bit snarky, a little bit petty. I mean, a lot of what we, we, like, with love, we would make fun of, like, Britney's outfit choices. We really believe she's probably the only celebrity who actually shopped her candies by Kohl's line. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard not to tease Brittany, but we did it, like, from a place of love. And then when it got, it stopped being funny when we thought she might be in trouble. So we stopped it. We tried to do a different podcast called We're in a Fight with Claire and Ashley, which, um because we feel that like all podcasts are about dating. Nobody ever talks about like female friendship. And I feel like there's a lot to be said there and there's a lot of nuance and difficulty. And like, for me personally, I've had friends longer than I've had my boyfriend. Like female friendships are tough to navigate. And so we wanted to have a podcast that kind of acknowledged that and talked about those relationships. Unfortunately, We had no expertise (laughs) we also couldn't get people to come on and like openly talk about fights they have had with friends and so it was just me (laughs) and actually fighting with each other every week and we were just like crying like literally it was ruining our friendship so we were like okay we have to stop doing this and then we were like well what can we do where we can talk about pop culture we can do it ethically like we don't want to be part of that tabloid culture in the early aughts like the prez hiltons of the world the people that like brought britney to where she is now like we don't we would like to move forward as a people but we were like we're still obsessed with pop culture so what do we do and we kind of came up with this idea of if we read their memoirs and their autobiographies then it's like their own words and so you can judge people based on their own experiences and their own words and then it felt like fair ground um like the year we started mariah carey and Jessica simpson both had memoirs so it really felt like okay this is the universe saying go for it this makes sense and We've been reading memoirs ever since. (laughs) I love that. I totally
0: get that, too, because sometimes, like, I did an episode about Demi Lovato's recent documentary, and, like, I felt like I didn't want to be, like, super mean to them. So I just, like, because I feel like they were struggling and, like, maybe currently are struggling so I was like just like super nice but then it was like not a good episode to listen to because like most people are like hate watching pop culture Mm -hmm. stuff and like that's what they're like here for and then I was like this is not good content
1: (laughs) yeah no I mean the thing with Demi specifically is on the one hand my heart goes out to them I do try to like always keep in mind that I feel like the hard thing about people with mental illness is it's not like this cute twitter girl being like, I have anxiety, ah. I think that a lot of the mental illness that's spoken a lot about by like comics and people on Twitter and people online. It's kind of like this glamorized version of depression where we're all Lana Del Rey, just like nervous at a party, not wanting to talk to anybody and coming out, like having too many drinks or something. But I'm like, no, the hard people part about people with mental illness is there are people like Demi Lovato who act like indefensible sometimes or like hard to deal with and I always try to remember to be sympathetic even when it feels difficult like someone like Lindsay lohan when she came out pro harvey weinstein yeah after all the weinstein stuff broke i had to be like okay the thing is though she has probably been assaulted more than anybody else in the world and the reason it's bad to assault women is because they come out crazy like Lindsay lohan <laughs> like like this is a symptom of the trauma and to like get mad at her about it is hard but god does she I mean she pushes you she really makes you dig deep to find sympathy for that woman I watched a reality show she is I know like the beach club one oh I my watched god every episode. did you no I like watched yeah, the just, trailer. I thought it was just me yeah. I was pretty sure I was we did actually a podcast about it and it was the craziest thing about that series is every week they changed when it was on and like Also, every week on its Wikipedia, it changed how many episodes would be in the season. Like, you could tell the producers are watching, like, how, I don't know how much longer we can keep this going.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I know, like, editing, like, on the fly.
1: I just, I know the one
0: clip of her dancing in that, like, silver sparkly jumpsuit. And, like, I've done that dance a million (laughs) times. And that's about I mean, it. Yeah. you can go,
1: you can go viral no matter what and that's a skill. that's a celebrity.
0: <laughs> honestly. do you feel like with celebrities where like they need people talking about them to some extent for their like jobs and to stay relevant and for a lot of them, to sell stuff. What do you, how do you think that comes into play when yeah, people are podcasting or talking about them?
1: I mean, I do think it's like, so we try and stick to the memoir and especially our TikTok, which is our number one promotion for our podcast. We try and keep it strict to the memoir, but we recently did Chris Jenner. And of course, because the Kardashians are like omnipresent. I have a lot of theories and I kind of, I left my normal stick to the book, stick to the script ideology, it is hard because I am like, people kept being like, why can't you mind your own business? I'm like, this is their business. Like, their business is us talking about them. I do feel like there is a line and it's hard because it's like not in concrete. It's like not a hard and fast rule every time. I mean, I, like, I don't know if you watch the Britney documentary. Mm-hmm. Like that paparazzo following her, even when she begged him not to, like, that feels different than me speculating some more petty things about Khloe Kardashian and being like, she looks a lot like this guy her mom hooked up with. Yeah, like, yeah, I like, saw yeah that. that's definitely pushing it. I know I recently got some blowback because I had heard, not even from celebrity pop culture, but just because I'm a comic, that uh, Olivia Munn might be pregnant and people were really mad about that. And I, it's funny, like, cause, I mean, you do have to play it by ear. Like, I try to like stick to my own moral code. I feel like I'm not that bad of a person. Of course, I am snarkier than most people. Like, I probably do go further. Olivia Munn thing to me felt above water because I had heard it from a friend of a friend of a friend and like the context of the video I did I was like full disclosure this is completely hearsay this is like 19 levels of a friend of a friend she could be pregnant we'll see but I felt like because I was so like who knows this is not validated by any way like if I knew because she was my friend that would feel mean if I had seen it on a gossip site I would have left it alone but I felt like it was so preposterous and it was so far removed from the truth but I was kind of like I don't know. This I mean literally I didn't say anything. It felt like it was so it was so gossipy that it almost had no weight and wasn't bad. But some people still got mad at me. So I don't know. I mean, I try to be great, but I'm not perfect. I'm still just sitting here gossiping.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Very like Dumois esque. But yeah, it wasn't like you were speculating on a picture of her like body and like, yeah. you know, circling. He like,
1: <laughs> had pasta. What a bitch. Yeah. Maybe she's pregnant.
0: God willing. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. Honestly. And then, Kay, you're also your other tweet about John Krasinski also blew up
1: I was just trying to describe that to my mom I'm with my parents and my grandmother right now yes. and I was just trying to tell them like how far out of control that tweet got
0: <laughs> I know because I was like skimming your tweets today and I was like holy shit like what happened why like where did these like Krasinski heads come from
1: so this is like completely I have no idea if this is true or not or if this is just like an internet joke but I, a couple of people have been like there are rumors and this isn't the first time that a rumor has started that maybe John is on fake accounts like promoting himself because I guess when he did that CIA movie he got a lot of backlash And there was, like, just a couple of people on Twitter, like, defending him to the death, being like, I think his muscles look great, and I think it's cool that he blew up a village. Like, just being insane. And so I guess there is this, like, joke rumor about him that he runs his own fan accounts and, like, has fake accounts that he uses to argue with people about himself. I mean, obviously, I don't even think it's true, but I like to believe it's true. People are insane. I mean, stan culture is, like, one of the great fascinations of my life.
0: I Honestly, could see that being true though, because people are saying that about The Hills' New Beginnings that they like created a bunch. Oh,
1: that one of- I believe. Yes, <laughs> that one is like not even. I believe that that's part of their contract that they're like Spencer Pratt. I think would do my podcast. Like, I think if I just reached out to, him, oh oh, one hundred
0: percent.
1: They're crazy people who live for online and like can't even get it. It's one thing to be a Kardashian addicted to being talked about, but it's another sadder thing when like. You're throwing everything at the wall, and you still can't get talked about. To have a reality show that nobody watches is pretty bottom of the barrel.
0: Totally. Okay, Spidey um would come on your podcast and they don't have a memoir, but like they have a book. So
1: you can Although that's not a memoir. I had always kind of thought it was a memoir and I'd always in the back of my head wondered if they'd come on. Damn. Yeah, I don't I don't think it was. I think they would write a memoir to do the podcast. I mean, I think they'll take <laughs> they'll do anything for anything. You know what I mean? They're like
0: Yeah, I heard that they're trying to pitch a show about like the Pratt Daddy business, kind of like Van pump-esque and honestly I would find that more interesting than like this Hills reboot but I
1: guess my question would be do we believe that he has a single employee like if somebody <laughs> have health care because of Spencer Pratt I find that hard to believe I do think if he sold that show he would immediately have to start that business and so that's like I guess <laughs> I don't I mean what I question there is the word business <laughs>
0: literally no I do think he has employees but they're like teenagers like straight Very up Tony-
1: and like everyone's an unpaid internship like it's like a lot of credit a lot of exposure
0: yes exactly like you're on my like snapchat
1: I could see him being like you it's not for money it's for college credit and then he's like to to streets universities he's like this is the pool of hard knocks and you just passed freshman year and they're like no, I need credit, credit. I go to like UCLA.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. I could definitely see that. Okay. So I've only read Chris Jenner's
1: memoir. Like I haven't read anyone else's. God bless you. I mean, our tagline is we read it so you don't have to. And I really wouldn't, a lot of these books I'm like, Oh, I'm doing the Lord's work. Like the fact that I'm muscling through this garbage right now for people is so kind of me <laughs> I don't
0: even think I could get through it like and they're all ghost-ridden but they're still horrible
1: <laughs> that's a very good point I have like never thought about that way like it is crazy that they are paying professionals to write such heart hot garbage but, literally I mean anyone can be a writer I guess you just have to know the words.
0: <laughs> has any of them like surprised you like any of the content was it any of it new that's what I find some like, interesting with keeping up with the Kardashians and then, like, memoirs like this is, like, we see it all on Instagram and, like, in the tabloids. Like, is it... Yeah.
1: So, I actually... I'm not a true crime person, so I didn't know anything about the OJ case. I actually had no idea. I didn't watch that miniseries. I did not know the Kardashian involvement at all. I vaguely knew... I vaguely knew that Kim Kardashian's dad had been OJ's lawyer and that that was, like, why the sex tape made headlines. But I also knew from that Good Charlotte song that... His he had a different lawyer, so I was also always like, well, which kind of lawyer? Like, what does that even mean? He wasn't like the lawyer, so I didn't know any of their O.J. connection. I was kind of interested in uh, Chris's early life, just from like a psychoanalysis perspective. Of she comes from like a long line of matriarchal families where the women leave the dud men and then start businesses and support themselves. She has a sister. Her mom has a sister. Her grandmother. So somebody I feel like born in like 1901. Probably you know, and somebody from a long time ago left her cheating husband and started her own business and raised her two daughters a lot. Like, it is it is weirdly in their family to do that. And so I did find that interesting, just the way she was raised, the way that, like, she was raised and how that's kind of trickled down to the Kardashian um, idea of, like, what motherhood and family is because I feel like they're so influential on, what on like, real life. So it was kind of interesting to see where it all started. I guess, I'm trying to think of anything. I mean, Leah Ramney's book about Scientology was like deeply fascinating obviously that's like a legitimately interesting topic outside of just herself that is legit interesting I didn't know a lot of that stuff I'm sure the problem is with a lot of these people like interest begets interest like the Kardashians are interesting because they already were interesting if that makes sense like I'm interested in them because I've been interested in them someone like Anna Kendrick I'm like yeah if I had wanted to know I would have by now do you know what I mean I, I do feel like like there is stuff I don't know about her but I was never dying to know any of it none of it quenched a thirst yeah yeah that's that's fair
0: I know I, I would just the Anna Kendrick one seems like a tough
1: sell to be honest it's funny to see like how, you know how something I've realized recently is the way that like personalities can be dated in the same way that like you look at the 70s and the 80s and there's like, specific styles and even like face shapes that come in and go out of vogue like and the eyebrow height, like personalities, like watching New Girl and remembering that that Zoe De Chanel personality was like the it personality. And then reading Anna Kendra's book and being like, oh yeah, this like Twitter persona of Larry David Light. Like it's funny to see these things. You're like, oh yeah, at one point we thought this was the height of satirical observational comedy. And now I'm just like, shut up.
0: <laughs> totally. She's so like, it's very like 2012 like hasn't evolved past that um like everything's
1: dumb have you noticed yeah (laughs) oh
0: my god that's so true that's very interesting because yeah she she kind of had a career that was like kind of like splash in the pan like really rose to fame and then like have not heard from her since yeah
1: perfect I wonder what I wonder if she's, like, working on herself. God bless. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you read anyone's memoir that you, um, like, hated but empathized with? Or, like, did they change your perspective after you read their memoir? Mariah Carey
1: definitely – I, like, went in thinking she was a diva. I actually didn't know much about her. And I came out being, like, yeah, she's a diva, but she deserves it. Like, she did put the whole music industry on her back. Like, for a while she was – whatever record company was, I was like, yeah, she was, like, the majority of their earnings. So if she wants to be a bitch, she can because she is, like, so talented and successful. I don't know. I feel like it's hard because nobody that I've read at the end of the day, or very few of them, are, like, people that I, like, at the best of times could admire or respect, if that makes sense. Like, none of them have done anything truly impressive. They're all just, at best, actresses. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not deeply impressed by whoever I've, like me more, you know what I mean? Like at best. So then you take these people who I'm already like, not that, res- I don't have a ton of respect for them. Not that I don't respect them, but it's like, I'm not in awe of them. And then I spend 300 pages listening to you talk about how important your life is from every little detail. And I'm just kind of like, you know, I mean, there's something by definition kind of like narcissistic about it. Cause it is like your memoir. And I get that that's part of it, but it's hard. You get so sick of them. You know what I mean? And also the way people talk about themselves. It's not It's not a likable medium I find
0: (laughs) I find that Interesting too because Do people do it just because it's kind of like a big Milestone like especially You're right like even Books I feel like 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 an outdated medium But like so is it just because that's, like, such a capstone, like, I have a memoir, like, about my life I, that people do it for? I have
1: still? a couple things that I think people do it for. One is, like, the cash grab. If you've got a story to tell, if you are at the end of your career, here's the way to make money. Um, and then the other thing is I think right now we're seeing, like, this rise of, like, the middle-aged memoirist who's using it to, like, make a comeback. So I'd say Mariah Carey, Jessica Simpson. Little Kim's about to come out with one. I think – Paris Hilton's about to come out with one. Mm -hmm. Anytime specifically women in the media want to sort of reshape the narrative about them. A memoir is a great way, once the dust has settled, to come back out and be like, actually, you were all wrong. Um, I think, you know, you kind of look at like the Monica Lewinsky redemption arc. And there's like a point in the public eye where if you've been out of it long enough, you can kind of come back. And for the most part, all women were treated like shit. So like 99.9% of the time you come out and we are like, actually, this is what I was going through. And we're gonna be like, oh yeah, sorry about that. And so I think it is a good way to kind of neaten up or straighten up or like explain the past. And then you can kind of, once you have somebody on your side, shift their focus to where you wanna go in the future. So yeah, like Jessica Simpson, I think is already coming out with another book. I think she wants to be seen as sort of a more Martha Stewarty or something. You know what I mean? She wants to become almost maybe a Gwyneth Paltrow, like a lifestyle figure. I always say that Jessica Simpson was Kim Kardashian whose sex tape was music. Like she entered the scene via music and singing, but very quickly became a brand and a business. And she was like, I think one of the first celebrities that I can recognize who became wholly a brand first and foremost, do you know what I mean? Like she made that decision pretty early on. She hasn't put out a song in a while, I think, or like a hit song in a while. She gave up music. Music doesn't seem to have meant much to her really. She used it to get rich. And that comes across in the book a lot that mostly her number one driving force was to make enough money to support her family because they grew up pretty poor. And so I do think like her her tool of choice or like the most obvious talent she had was singing and she used that. And then when she could kind of parlay that into something more sustainable and that allowed her to get out of the public eye, she did that. Quick. Like she has, no, I don't think she has any qualms about getting up her singing career. Mostly she wanted to be rich. Totally.
0: Yeah, I always talk about that, or I like tweeted about it a few months ago. Cause you're totally right. Everyone kind of credits Kim for um, having this brand, where yeah, you're the figurehead, but it, Jessica Simpson did it way before um, yeah. she did it with like her Macy's deal, and she was sh- her uh, company was valued at a billion dollars like yeah. years ago, so. Years ago yeah and she like gets no credit for that so interesting yeah,
1: interesting but I think the memoir has like I think the memoir was an effective way to get that kind of press and have her be seen and now she's already coming out with another book within the year and I think she is going to like herald in this new era for Jessica Simpson where she's again public facing but not the way she was but I think she'll become more of like a Gwyneth Paltrow like um, a middle class middle America Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs>
0: It's interesting, like, why do you think that they would choose a book versus, like, a YouTube series like Demi?
1: I mean, I do think you're – I think it's a more respectable medium. I think it's – when you remove your face from it, like, literally, when you're not judging the way they look or the way they act, there's something about having, like, the artifact of a book that I think can be edited and controlled much more tightly than a YouTube video can – I mean, I think people are more likely to sit down and read 300 pages of a book, which will get you through 20 years, whereas 300 pages of a YouTube, like I don't even know.
0: Yeah, what the- like, The
1: medium feels very like to address a specific apology. It feels very like apology based, you know what I mean? Like if you come on, you're like, look, here's the deal. You want either like a forgiveness or you want like a change. If you're gonna call somebody out in a YouTube video, you kind of want justice or something a book is more like stands on its own and kind of slowly will change people's opinion. It feels much more respectful, much older. Yeah. I also think yeah. Simpson, she has a fan base. That's even older than me. She, they're not going to sit down and watch her YouTube channel or video.
0: Yeah, that's true. And that's a good point about changing minds over time. Cause I think that's also something that the Kardashians do really well with their TV show coming out months after, yeah. um, from situations happening that have already played out in the tabloids and I'm curious to see what people like them do when they don't have the tv show to kind of craft that narrative but you're right it is like these slow incremental like attitude and belief changes than like one splash again splash in the pan youtube video people just like pull up receipts or like angry comment anyways yeah yeah Okay, so I have to ask you about Caroline Calloway. <laughs> how did you like how did you two meet and have you tried her new facial oil?
1: Um, okay, so how we met, she like followed us on TikTok and then she followed us on Instagram. And when we were posting about Lena Dunham, we had just read Lena's book, she was like, Listen, you're looking at it all wrong. And we were just like, Hey, if you want to come defend her on the podcast, feel free. And she did. So she came over. So we actually had never met her before that day. It was a pretty quick turnaround i think she like dm'd us on a wednesday and that sunday she was in my friend's apartment recording um and about the facial oil we have not tried it it was funny she was telling us about it after the podcast and i do want to say i'm not like in any way a calorie line defender i'm not whatever I, Like people were like i do want to say it's funny though talking to her in person and she's like you know i have good skin and i've always made my own oils and my friend was like you should just sell this and i was like yeah why not and so i'm gonna sell them And then watching, and in real life, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Why not? I thought the name snake oil was pretty funny. I was like, kudos. That's like good branding. Nice level. It's always good to be able to joke about yourself. And then to watch the internet respond to it, I was like, whoa, they are heated. But I was like, but they're making a lot of good, decent points. But So it was very funny because like, if I had not just spoken to her the day before and heard her in real life tell me, I would have seen the tweets and the screenshots and- the backlash and been like yeah what she's doing is absolutely insane she is like <laughs> never ending. but it was funny I'm like I couldn't tell you if she expected people to be that mad I couldn't tell you like like I'm sure I know she knows that people are always gonna be mad no matter what but I feel like it's easy to assume she is doing it to be controversial but I'm like I don't know really I feel like it was innocent enough like when she explained to me I was like yeah why not you're just trying to make you just gotta pay rent and then I saw it and I was like They make a good point about the cat hair in it, and (laughs) the the cat hair, and the lack of ingredients, (laughs) and the legality of selling people stuff you don't tell them about, and even the price point. I was like, "Yeah, that is a lot of money," but I don't think it's a scam. I think if someone's willing to pay seventy five dollars for oil they don't know a thing about, then like that's on you. (laughs)
0: Yeah, that's so fair the cat hair thing was scathing. I just feel like she is the type of person, like, I read the, you know, the the Natalie story or whatever whenever it came out and, like, just follow her because she's in the news a lot. But um, I just feel like she reminds you of, like, like, there was always one girl in high school that was exactly like Caroline
1: Calloway. I do think she, like, captured – I mean, she clearly captured something because people get so – and Rachel, I mean, the engagement we've gotten over our podcast episode with her has been incredible. And she is like, there is something about her that people really fucking respond to. Um, I mean, I've been fascinated by her for years. I like follow the Natalie thing. I mean, I've been there for every scandal. I was always like, what the fuck is going on with this girl? But it has been funny because now that she did my podcast, people have really come out against us and like, I'm getting some of the rollover hate. And in that sense, I like find myself defending her whereas i mean i would never normally defend her but i also don't think she's indefensible like the somebody came at us and was like i'm gonna stop listening to your podcast because you can't give somebody like that a platform and i was like well she's not a nazi like yeah yeah yeah. just the narcissistic white girl like i mean she's hardly the planet's biggest enemy like it's it's wild watching people treat her like she's evil totally like she's kind of condescending and annoying and like you know and she just keeps throwing herself out on the internet but she's not a war criminal <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally totally no I get that yeah a lot of people but that's like again stan culture and then like anti whatever people culture uh, is that a lot of people do get the these rollover um like backlash for letting people speak on their platform or teasing people or like whatever you're doing on the internet
1: well, that was the irony is we had people on the one hand being like, how dare you give a woman like her a platform? And then we had the, on the other hand, people were like, you're so pathetic for using her to get clout. And I'm like, okay, well, what, is, what is it? Do I have the bigger platform and I gave her a platform or am I using it for clout? Cause I'm like, on the one, I'm like, yeah, we had her on the pod. We were excited to have her on the podcast because she's a much bigger name than we are. We did get a lot of acknowledgement from it. Like, you know, and we got a lot of followers and listens from it. So we definitely were like happy to have her on, but I'm like, I, also that is, is that like, do you know how news or headlines or anything works? The way it works is you get people interested by having people they're interested in. Totally. Like somebody was like, you guys are cloud chasers, and we're like, yeah, we're trying to run. A, I literally quoted. Him and I was like maybe if you had a fucking business you were passionate about you would know what it takes to run a fucking business but you don't so <laughs>
0: <laughs> they're like there's no escaping that when you're doing anything on social media so like that's yeah. not super fair and if people get mad at that you're right it's like they just don't have they're not in the the business
1: yeah it's also I'm just like scrolled it's so funny the way people allow themselves to get so mad I'm like
0: yeah, that's not me. But if it is, I'm, like, probably talking about it on this podcast. But I'm not, like, leaving, like, hate comments on, like, Shawn Mendes's like Instagram yeah, posts. Yeah, I've,
1: I've done one. I had one time where I was like, you did something bad. It was the Schroeder. But I did feel that much. It was really evil and racist. And it's, like, the one one I've ever left. And I was like, what you did was fucked up.
0: <laughs> okay, I will. Now that I said that, I'm like, there is actually one that I did. It was the girl that – Is it Janelle that eats, like, uh, keto on TikTok?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, is it Bustin'
0: Janelle? Yes, yes. And I just, like, wrote, like, your life is so sad. And, like, I didn't think anyone would see it. And then my friend, like, screenshot it to me. I'm like, fuck.
1: (laughs) Have you ever seen those tweets that are, like, when somebody sees, like, a friend you know in real life, Likes one of your comments on TikTok. <laughs> it's like, leave me alone. Literally. I don't know what it is about
0: TikTok that it's the one platform that I'll, like, actually comment on. But...
1: Well, the comment culture is so engaged. I yeah. mean, and I, I just described it to my mom as, like, playing, like, is it, like, pink Planko or whatever? Like, that game on... plinko, plinko. because... So, I put up a video of Caroline yesterday... And it, it was going great, getting a ton of views. People were like, oh my God, her. Like, you know what I mean? They were like engaging. And they were definitely like, oh, that girl's crazy. But there was no blowback on me. It gets taken down for bullying and harassment for some reason. I, I don't know who, whatever. Reported it. Yeah, who reported it. So then this morning, I just reposted it, no problem. All of a sudden, people are so mad at me. And it's just like the way that, like, the way it was received yesterday, it's literally the same video. Today, I've been getting so much hate for it from every direction. People are mad at me about the jokes I made. People are mad at me about associating with Caroline. People are mad at me for being friends with her. They think I'm clout chasing. They think I'm giving her a platform. Like, you know what I mean? From every direction, they're so mad at me. They're like, you didn't go hard enough on her. Like, why are you her friend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yesterday, they're all on my side. One girl was like, I know you posted this yesterday. And then you just <laughs> got a backlash. And so you've reposted it today, like a girl boss. And I'm just like. Oh what the fuck? Like, you dumb bitch. It says in the comments that I got taken down for bullying and harassment. Like, if I got bad backlash, why would I put? No, like they took it, it down from me. I would never like. If I thought people hated it, why would I have reposted it? That's so funny. Oh my god! But congrats, you found me. It's
0: <laughs> and Kate, people repost stuff all the time on TikTok because it gets taken down so easily a lot of the
1: times. So it's like that's totally fine. My friend Ashley, who's my co-host, always jokes that the biggest trolls on the internet are pet accounts. (laughs) So she had like a pet account named, it was like Scooter the Golden or something, Cooper the Golden. He was a golden doodle. And he would not stop bullying her. He was being so mean, like calling her ugly, calling her stupid. And so she made a TikTok being like, why is it always the pet accounts that bully you and troll you the hardest? And then her video got taken down for bullying and harassing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Cooper, The Golden is at large, just bullying people. And all she tried to do was ask about it nicely. She didn't even bully him. She was just like, what is up with the dogs? Why are dogs calling me ugly on here? Oh, my God. I mean, that really is. Talk about censorship. Oh, my That's God. That's so funny. Do you watch Big Brother? No, I wish I wish I did. I don't know
0: why I could but <laughs> there, there, yeah, it start it premieres tonight, the new season, but there was a contestant on they've been on twice. uh her name is Christmas and she had her pet account um like attacking trolls when she was like in the house so, like her friend was just like and every comment ended with like a paw emoji. <laughs>
1: Like, like it was the real dog signing off. <laughs> like. Can I tell you something that Christmas, the the name Christmas reminds me of? Here's, I'll cop to something. Yeah. was a ready to be petty exclusive. Mm. Here's the main thing I said in my life. There was a boy in my high school named Chris Christmas. And I how old are you? I'm 28. Okay. So we're the exact same age. Do you remember um forms for, or like honesty box? Of course. <laughs> of course. Oh my god! I wrote in the honesty box. Your parents <laughs> must hate you if they named you that. And Chris, if you're listening, I'm really sorry. I don't know why I felt like. Why did I have to write that? You knew. Oh
0: god. Why do honesty boxes like still haunt me to this day? I swear to God, I thought about it like last week that someone said I was like undateable. <laughs> like-
1: I had like hundreds of mean comments. Oh my God. So you. I had multiple people tell me I looked like I had Down syndrome. And so then I had to go home and be like, if this many people think it, it must be true.
0: Oh my God. Okay. I had like a handful, but I just took that as a sign that I wasn't like popular enough to like get heat.
1: Let me tell you, it's not the other, the grass isn't always greener. You know what I mean? It's like getting more nobody was like nobody had an honesty box full of nice compliments like the more comments just more hate so
0: oh my god the pink like devil horn logo or whatever i can still like i don't know picture it. it's seared into my memory
1: (laughs) all right box and then we had form spring but that doesn't that didn't do it for me the way the honesty box did no no that was the performative (laughs) oh my god
0: okay I would love to talk about Blake and Gwen's wedding. Have you seen any of their pictures that were released? Yes, all of them. What did you think about her dress? She did like the full, like full bride for her second, second wedding.
1: (laughs) I just think I speak for everybody in America. When I talk about their, like to see an American institution like Gwen Stefani, historically one of the coolest girls we have ever put out there. I mean, I always joke, like, she's a good argument in favor of cultural appropriation. Like, <laughs> everybody was like, stop a culture, appropriating cultures, and now she's married to Blake. So are you people fucking happy? Is this what you wanted? Honestly. What you wanted? And to see her become a Republican the way she has has been so painful. I hate that. I don't know who made... Did Vera Wang make her dress? I think... Ugh, I didn't read I that much Wang, into it. <laughs> the new, like, off-white Virgil Abloh, thing of putting words on the veil yes I thought it looked like a cheap version of do you remember when Angelina Jolie had a veil with all of her children's drawings yes on it? Now that was cool yes that I love this one I didn't I just you know the whole thing makes me sad I'm sad about what has happened to her it makes me feel like age is not just like it's not just a number it's something that's coming it made me feel like age is death and it made me sad to grow up where she used to be such a harbinger of being cool and now she's very
0: very very not cool i thought they were like a fake couple like i still low-key think they're fake a fake couple because what do
1: they talk about i have a horrible idea like i i just have this horrible vision of our punk rock queen our scog princess just like laughing at his jokes at a table <laughs> that nobody else is laughing at them. And she's just like like your stuff like t- like I just imagine a lot of their conversations, it's her turning to black and be like, Tell them about that thing you said the like you know what I mean? Like I just I just imagine she's a shell of her former self. It's like the worst episode of Stepford Wives. I'm so sad about it.
0: Okay, and he used to date Miranda Lambert too, who is also like very cool girl. So like what's his his charm? At least
1: she's country though. Do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah. And let me say, though, and now she's dating a cop. I think she's, like, married to a cop, so. Oh, course. <laughs> I don't know. I, like, you know what I mean? He's a square-jawed, famous man. Like, I get that he has an appeal. It just, it hurts to see. You know, you would have liked her with a Travis Barker. You yes. would have liked her with a,
0: An MGK.
1: The bad lip filler. The voice. I don't know when the last time she did music was. It's just sad to see that somebody that was, like, once so fucking cool... Has become so suburban.
0: Yeah, she has released music with Blake, but it just like has like I didn't listen, obviously. (laughs) Like, and it was so weird because like this is again being like it's so vanilla. Carson Daly officiated it. He went on the Today Show to like share all about it.
1: Was that like a PR deal? Did he pay them to get to do that? No,
0: he's like I've been friends with Gwen for twenty five years.
1: But like, I don't understand why he had to officiate. Was he gonna be like, here's the top 10 moments that they said i Like, I just feel like, man, everything you're saying is bumming me out. I know. And he like went on the show
0: and like I thought spilled way too many intimate details of like a guest that I I guess they did like a whole like people spread and shit so it they probably want all of this attention but I was like I wouldn't want like guests to my wedding talking about this on like a morning news segment but um he said that Blake's vows were an acoustic song uh, so she gave her vows like the normal speech and then he sang her a new song called Reach for the Stars
1: I know we're on a podcast. You guys can't see me shaking my head in horror, disgust, and honestly, sadness. But let me tell you something. If my husband, I have a boyfriend. I love him. I can't wait to marry him one day. If he surprised me with an acoustic vow song, I would walk out. Honestly, how awkward. I'd be out
0: how awkward and like he pulled out like a wooden stool and like grabbed his guitar and his mic and did a like full performance
1: my boyfriend's very shy and i always say to him i will like the last thing i'd ever do to you is make you write your own vows and the last thing i'm gonna do as a comic is write my own vows because i'm like this isn't a fucking show yeah like i do not i'm not here to like make the audience laugh like i'm here to do something authentic and I know that that's his art, but I still feel like it's not my thing. I don't like it, but it's very them. It is. I wish any. <laughs> I just I don't know.
0: I I'm like anti wedding in general. So an acoustic performance, in addition to like thinking about saying something personal in front of like my parents and my closest friends and family is just a no from me <laughs> I think one of the other big headlines from this is that Adam Levine wasn't there are you surprised by that or do you think their friendship was just like for the
1: voice a tv show well, no one I never watches. watched the voice but no. like why would they be friends I mean it's just yeah I mean like a lot of my colleagues aren't going to come to my wedding either they're just co-workers yeah, literally
0: I saw a tweet the other day that was like normalized using correct words like colleague and like acquaintance and I was I'm like I'm all for that I don't mm-hmm. want to hang out with these people outside of work
1: yeah I mean like they are just coworkers. Mm-hmm. I don't even Aside like I I just quit my job but I was close with all of my coworkers because we're like down in the trenches nine to five these people aren't like hacking it out in a cubicle with only a snack break to bond like these are people that probably work a couple weeks a year. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. The amount of time they probably spend together overall in a year isn't much, I don't think. And when they're on, they're on. I don't think they're just like farting around. Literally, or like I would be hiding in my trailer. Yeah, they all have their own trailer. And even those seats are so far apart. They're all like socially distanced. Yeah. So they're in those giant chairs.
0: Anyways, I wish them the best, and then I hope they just like peter off into
1: obscurity. <laughs> I literally wish them the worst. I would love for them to be divorced and then for Gwen to re herself and, like, give us, like, the bangerest middle-aged, broke-up, divorced woman album of all time.
0: Oh, my God. Yes. I That would be very cool. And, like, bring back the plaid pants so the rest of us can.
1: Like- yeah. We all do it. Maybe I'll take a page out of old – like, now that she's dead, like a phoenix, I'll be her. <laughs> yeah like avril lavigne just got a tiktok
0: and was wearing like a tie like this should be her time to like have a resurgence
1: i hope you cheat like Blake, i hope you cheat <laughs>
0: <laughs> knowing blake like honestly that's like probably in the in the stars for i could them. be
1: cheating like with like a cocktail waitress who's like 19 and ugly honestly yeah he seems like a whole, a whole type person
0: at like a layover at a airport or something like on a business trip in other big celeb news britney's like whole team is resigning. i know you don't love talking about britney spears but i just find this like really interesting we haven't actually since i haven't podcasted in a month sorry everybody i haven't covered a lot of the free britney stuff but it's in the works It's just like so weird that her court appointed attorney resigned and then her manager like longtime manager resigned do you have any
1: ideas of why this could be happening well, i've heard one of the things that she's saying she's retiring and then two, i think just like bad press like you know what i mean i think if you can get out of there before everything the ship crumbles i think they see the tides are turning and any respectable law office wouldn't be want to be a part of that i know bassimer or bessemer trust which was the the co conservator that was supposed to come on with Jamie Spears and handle the financial aspect of her life, they never actually went into effect and they completely resigned and they pulled out. So I do think that, I mean, it's, it's just, they're kind of getting canceled right now. Nobody wants to be a part of that team.
0: Yeah. That's a really good point. Cause you're right. Like they would have been, it's public knowledge that these people were working like, for the conservatorship, but you're right. I feel like it was a really big turning point when Brittany spoke to the courts, like, a week ago now or two weeks ago, so that's a good point. Like, now many more people are talking about them versus just, like the free Brittany movement, which was like kind of still contained up until like, I think the Hulu doc.
1: Yeah, I was seeing this kind of frivolous. And now it's like so intense. I just can't imagine work. I mean, you have to like, these are people with jobs, like the amount of texts and emails like you had to think like, the stress is just not worth it.
0: I found it really weird that her manager Larry Rudolph um, said that he hadn't spoken to her in 2.5 years. I don't know why I said 2.5. <laughs> like, that was the increment. But, like, that's so weird to me that, like, again, I just find, yeah, like, you
1: didn't talk to her. She's, like, clearly in distress. I can't imagine he's particularly – I wonder if that's just because she- there was no money to be made off of her for a while, especially during – I mean, a year and a half of that was the pandemic. True. A year before that, she walked off the stage and didn't talk to anybody. I mean, there has been a lot going on in her life specifically, and so – I wonder if he's just like, I have other business to attend to. I'm sure he's got assistance and stuff. You know what I mean? I wonder if it was just like not a meeting he needed to be a part of. Also two and a half years ago, they put her in that mental institution. So maybe he's just like, all right, business is not booming. I'll check back in next time. I need to set up a deal. And there just hasn't been a deal set up yet.
0: Yeah. And if she is permanently retiring, then like, she would no longer need his services. But I guess maybe it's good that they had just, like, a manager-client relationship. But I'm like, wouldn't you be, like, checking in at, like, Christmas or something?
1: I don't know. I wonder how much access she's allowed to have. It sounds like they her pretty controlled. Like, she said that thing about she's not allowed to see her friend who lives down the street. I wonder – I mean, I do wonder how many people she's even allowed to talk to. Like, and I also yeah. – I imagine she hates everyone. Her it feels like if you are near her, you hate her and don't respect her or care about her at all as a person because she's been – a prisoner for so long. So I don't think you know what I mean? I don't think people are like jailers aren't texting Merry Christmas to people they keep behind bars.
0: Fair enough. I saw a conspiracy theory that Kim Kardashian is linked could be linked like a Oh, I saw that too, yeah. Yeah, like a similar situation with her and Kanye of, like, when he, I don't know, when he was tweeting, like, a year ago about Kim trying to put him into involuntary, uh, like, conservatorship. What did what did you think about
1: that? I think like it's totally possible. Um, I do think Lou Taylor is responsible for, for a few other conservatorships. I think Amanda Bynes, I think Misha Barton was put in one. I think, so Lou Taylor is kind of, like, Made it happen. I mean, she like invented them for celebrities, basically. And so if you want the best and the Kardashians love the best, you would go to her. And I'm sure they were considering it. I'm sure they just have her on as a consultant to be like, when can we like what, you know what I mean? Like, you have to start building that case for a while. So they're probably like, what evidence do we keep? What do we do? What's the best thing? Like, how do we keep this under wraps? And also it seems like they have a a full like network of judges and lawyers who are kind of in their pocket. So I mean, if you wanted it done, you would go to her.
0: Yeah, I agree with the judges thing because I've been following Tristan Thompson's paternity scandal about the woman who claims that they share a kid together and she keeps saying like they paid off the judge, they paid off the like paternity test people and stuff like that. And I don't know I, do, I, I like literally believe that
1: that's so wild uh, yeah I believe it too I don't think like anything like I don't trust any I'm like kind of a conspiracy theorist at this point <laughs> I like the way we're like well the judge said the court said like at this point I have very little trust in the American justice system at any level from like the cops up to the judges like I mean I don't know if this woman is using that to her advantage but I wouldn't put anything past anyone yeah I mean look at that <laughs> scene yeah yeah
0: the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is Nick Cannon because he has had like he needs to release a memoir honestly because I want to hear about these like seven kids that he's had in like 10 years I mean do you
1: think he knows them I have to say well but I don't think he'd even mention the kids in the memoir honestly oh my god um, I mean does he seem like what do you think what impact do you think that has on his life it seems like he gets them pregnant and then he shows up for a pregnancy photo shoot and then that's it and then I'm sure he's paying checks but like I don't think he's a present father to like seven kids with four moms I like think it would be a few pages at the end of his memoir I mean
0: I've never been a Nick Cannon person neither yeah he was like endorsing Kanye last year and stuff he's he's a mess very like anti-abortion and stuff he's very like clearly but I I did think when he had the twins with Mariah Carey that he did seem like really involved in their lives. And then it just kind of like, that was 10 years ago.
1: That, yeah. Also, I do think it's the mother, the power of the mom. I mean, Mariah Carey, I think I saw court documents that said when they got married, she was worth like $400 million and he was worth like $400,000 or something. You know what I mean? Like I do think in that situation, she held all the power. And so to be near her, he was going to be near the kids by default almost. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I think in the way that – I feel like I see that with men sometimes or like, they have favorite kids based on who the mother was. Like, I know, like, Jack Nicholson has some kids who t- he, like, acknowledges and some kids he doesn't based on, like, how legitimate or intense the relationship that the form of the child was. Totally. I have a feeling that for someone like Nick Cannon, based on how important the moms are socially or, like – you know what I mean? Like, I don't think every kid gets equal – attention. Yeah, that's fair. So the latest kid that was born was
0: Zen. That's like one of their most normal names. Uh, the other yeah, I was like, the other
1: ones like what, like King and Princess. It's like <laughs> yeah. Zion Mixolydian. Okay, Zion. I don't mind because there's that basketball player named is it like Zion? Oh, is it Zion? Because like Zion National Park. And there's also Zion, a basketball player. So I'm like, all right, I can name three other Zions. So we'll give it to you. Okay, I'm I'm going to take that oh, one. What and... are the other ones? What are the other ones? Okay, this one's, I think,
0: I'm going to ask you what you actually think is the worst one. So there's Zen, Zion, Zillionaire. H-E-I-R. Yes, like millionaire, but Zillionaire okay powerful queen golden saigon
1: monroe and moroccan okay i think zillionaire is the worst for me (laughs) yeah and then wow either powerful queen (laughs) or golden saigon you're saying golden
0: saigon there's no i in it because i thought it was going to be saigon too but I don't think I. I, may, I maybe I just wrote it down wrong. Who knows? We do shoddy uh, research I think here. Powerful.
1: I, I think I don't know. It's really hard. I think I guess powerful queen. I think is worse than golden Sagon. and then Moroccan. I think is next worst, and then Zen, and then Monroe. I actually don't mind Monroe. I
0: think that's cute because I like the name nickname Roe. I think that's very cute. Roe is like
1: it is like a last name. I also am okay with, like, sounds. I'm okay with, like, you know, names that are maybe from other cultures. It's when you just take words that mean nothing. Like, like when you take, like, a word and make it a name, like, adjectives can't just be a name. Like, powerful, no. Golden, no. Zen. Moroccan. Yeah. At least zen is a noun, which I feel like, I don't know. There's something about, like, zen. At least it's, like, a calm word. Pa- powerful is a lot. It's a lot to announce yourself as powerful. It's a lot to announce yourself as... Golden sag on. That one sounds to me like a sack full of pee. Moroccan is weird. Moroccan is a weird name.
0: I think that the worst for me is Powerful Queen just because I can't imagine. I always think that people compare celeb baby names when they're like, oh, when they do roll call in school. But it's like they're not going to be in normal schools. They're
1: going to be. The thing about Nick Cannon's like seventh baby is she might. The problem is it's really kind of overstepping his fame. He's going to go down as Mariah Carey's baby daddy. And so now this child is like Mariah Carey's baby daddy's other baby. Yeah. I do think that he's kind
0: of overstepping his fame. That's such a good point because you can get away with it when you're Kim Kardashian and your kid's name is North or Som. There is literally no
1: chance North or Som try to become –
0: normal people better.
1: yes powerful queen might, might have, have to college and get you know what i mean a communications job and <laughs> oh my god oh my god like i just do think that there will never be a time north or or rain or any of those kids won't be known before they enter the building powerful queen will be, it's not even a job thing they'll be at a dinner party one day where people just won't already know who they are and it'll be, like, why is that your name? Totally. Unless they are so embarrassed that, again, their
0: parents are, like, Nick Cannon and...
1: The problem with names is that you get really normalized to them. You know what I mean? But, the, like, that's all they'll ever know. So they won't know it as a weird name. Yeah. They'll have that every time someone makes them like... I met a woman in the Hamden named Hedges one time. I'm like, that's... Funny. And, and like She didn't even know. Because that's all she knew. I know. Hedges. And, like,
0: also... Over time, they seem less weird. Like I remember, like Apple, um, Gweneth said Now head. it's totally normal. I would not even bat my eyes at that. But now it's like powerful queen. I just I don't think I'll ever get over that. Or
1: Zillionaire, nickname Zilly. I don't like I don't like any name that refers to like being rich. Yeah. So like the housewives, there's a lot of caches. There's a lot of like cruises. Like I don't like anything hilton there's a couple to like name your daughter hilton first name is so trashy to me yeah
0: or like there's baron and rain i don't like when it's like referring to like power and money like systems and stuff that's the the last of it thank you so much for um joining me on the pod i appreciated it thank you so much for having me where can the listeners find your podcast and your socials so
1: Celebrity Memoir Book Club is everywhere. You can get podcasts. It's with a memoir. That's the, it's like a purple one. You'll find it. Um, and then I'm Claire the Scare on TikTok and on Instagram. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Thank you
0: so much for listening. And thank you, Claire, for joining me on today's episode of RTPP. If you enjoyed the epi, the best thing you can do is tell a friend or post about it on social media. I will be asking you this till the end of time (laughs) but it really helps the pod find new listeners and that means we get to talk about more stuff together if you're not already you can follow me on all socials at rtbp podcast we do have our longer form britney special coming out but what else do you want to hear about next let me know you can just slide into my dms I hope you are safe and healthy out there. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.